What's Up Whittier. Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey everybody, producer Christine here. I just want to say from me and the What's Up Whittier family that includes Remo, Jesse, all of our past guests, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and tuning in and sticking around while we've been preparing for 2020. So we've all been a little bit busy. Jesse's been soaring over at J2 Architects. Remo is preparing to welcome a little bundle of joy, and I am running to be the next mayor for the city of Whittier. If you'd like to keep up with us and follow what we're doing, check us out. You can follow Jesse at J2 Architects, Remo at Remo the Realtor, and you can follow me, Christine Singer Luna, at Christine for Whittier. And also follow us, What's Up Whittier, on social media and check out our new website, www.whatsupwhittier.xyz, for new and fun info coming up for 2020. So today we wanted to deliver a special Christmas treat, and here is our very exciting interview with Chef Ricardo Diaz from The Poet Gardens. Yes, The Poet Gardens, the food hall is finally open. Check out their Instagram as well as the Whittier Brewing Co.'s Instagram at Poet Gardens at Whittier Brewing Co. for updated hours and information. The address is 13002 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, 90601. So in this podcast, I think that we're tasting some beer, um, but you know, the food is amazing. And also they just announced, so they have one place called the Pesco Huite, and that's like vegetarian tacos and all that kind of stuff. It is so good. And then there's another one that they just are going to be opening called Fish God, which is a seafood bar. So definitely check those places out. Um, It's really awesome and exciting. Now for our community corkboard announcements. So like I mentioned, I'm running for office for the city of Whittier. And, you know, usually in politics, it's a little, it's interesting, right? It's all a big learning experience for me right now. But truly, one thing that I do that other people don't do is I have free events or low-cost events. And the reason why they're like that is because I understand that my constituents, not all of my constituents, can afford a $50 to $100 ticket. So this is really a time for people to come together to learn a little bit about the platform, to learn about me and you know what we can do together for the city of Whittier and the vision that we're presenting to our community. My next fundraiser is actually a movie under the stars over at The Knotted Apron, which is at 6712 Greenleaf Avenue on Friday, December 27th from 6 to 9 p.m. So like I said, they're low cost. It's $5 for every kid, $10 for every adult. And truly, this is to raise funds so I can buy flyers, so I can buy door hangers when I'm door knocking. You can pick up your very own lawn sign like for example those lawn signs cost fifteen hundred dollars and i'm giving them to people for free because i understand that visibility is just as important as people under knowing who i am because guess what campaigns systemically cost a lot of money so working class people do not participate in the system that being said please join me on friday december 27th and truly it's just an opportunity to get out with your family you know it's a friday night I'm sure everybody's kind of tired from the holidays, so why not just make it out? This is cheaper than going to a movie theater, and it's a really cool outdoor experience. If you've never been to the Knotted Apron, this is an opportunity to just look at how beautiful it is and to be in this really cool exclusive space. And I want to give a shout out to the Knotted Apron for being awesome and for letting us do that there. 
Okay, so I have a couple New Year's parties that I wanted to talk about. So let's give a big shout out over to Mulcahy's, which is located at 15334 Whittier Boulevard, Whittier, California, 90603. They are having a New Year's Eve 2020 glow party. It starts at, or from 8 p.m. till 2 is free admission. There is a free makeup artist before 9 p.m., a free champagne toast at midnight. The kitchen will be open until 10. There is a complimentary nacho bar at 10. And you can buy one, get one um, alcoholic pre-sale tickets. And you can talk to the bartender if you head in before then. So really awesome. Check them out. Again, that's going to be on New Year's Eve, December 31st on Tuesday at 8 p.m. If New Year's Eve glow parties are not your thing, join Flight, J. Anthony, Local Fixture, and Grandpa Joe's Barbershop as they ring in the new year like it's 1920 for the New Year's Eve speakeasy party. There will be dancing, libations, the doors open at 9 o'clock, four different dance floors, a champagne bar, multiple bars for your drinking pleasures, and you only get three drink tickets per guest. There are light bites, a cigar lounge, a photo booth, and you must be 21 and over. Tickets are $75 and they're located on Eventbrite. I will be posting that in the description. Alright, and so it looks like the next one on my list is a New Year's Eve 2020 Prince and MJ live tribute show and countdown party. Located at Sage Restaurant and Lounge. That's 6512 Greenleaf Avenue, Whittier, California at 7pm and it ends at 2am. So again, this is located at Sage on Tuesday, December 31st. So I encourage you to stay local, celebrate local, head on over to any of those three awesome places. If you know of any other New Year's parties, please let us know. You can tag us at What's Up Whittier or send us an email at What's Up Whittier Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, or no, I'm so sorry. I think it's What's Up Whittier Pod at gmail.com. Alrighty, so thank you everybody so much. And again, please follow us on social media. We really appreciate it. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, and Happy Hanukkah. All right, take it away, Justin and Remo. What's up, Whittier? Dun da da da. Remo, Jesse. Get off that phone, Jesse. We got a podcast to do. Is he, is he oh, a millennial on the phone? There? Yeah, you know. Mm. I was checking my An last. An elder <laughs> millennial with a lot of gray hair. I'm, I'm a I'm a year short or shy. No. No, I would months. Con- I'm months shy of, no. of being. A, yeah, I looked it up. Well, oh, I'm I, a millennial. Believe it or not. Yeah, you, you guys know. are oh, elder yeah. millennials. Yeah. We were thinking about a beer for. It's called Millennial. Ale. Millennial. Ale? Uh, That's so fun. fun. Just you know, what brewers do. Very nice. <laughs> puns. They're all about the puns. I haven't had a, haven't had a question yet, so I'm yeah. interjecting. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome. Today, Ricardo, you're with us today. You want to maybe reintroduce yourself? You, We had a couple conversations in the past here. Yeah, we had a few for What's Up Whittier. Fantastic program. Love you guys. Um, so, yes, I'm Ricardo Diaz, and uh, got a few restaurants in the area, and now we're building this brewery and kind of like a... Uh, family dining hall yeah with, with different things so super excited so for, for that one person maybe two people that hasn't heard about what's happening here can you explain what the overall setup um, is here uh, in, in the poet garden sure so we took over the space which is it's a lot of people call it the bank of america building it's been here for quite a long time beautiful building space inside um, wonderful architecture so the city asked us, we were going to build a brewery at another location, and the city asked us to come in here into the center of town 
And um, so we agreed to, we worked out a deal, and so now we have the space. So the space will be called Poet Gardens. And its primary purpose is Wheeler Brewing Company. And we'll be brewing here on site so everybody can kind of see the process, um, you know, and get super fresh beer. And we're going to have a number of, like, um, food concepts here, um, about six or seven. So we're starting with, there's Tepescoita, which will be, like, veggie-based tacos, not exclusively, but we'll kind of reinterpret some of the classic Mexican dishes like chile colorado, chile verde, tinga, but veggie-based. So we can mm-hmm. kind of introduce some new vegetables from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then maybe a few new things, you know, that, you know, picks our fancy. We're also going to have Faustino uh, pizza. And it's basically a Neapolitan, kind of like a little thin pizza. And, uh, you know, with some creative ingredients, uh, some things that I've always wanted to do with pizza. Um, I think that'll be exciting. We also have Xiao, which will be like kind of Shanghai-style dumplings, a little bit larger, and some creative sauces on top. Um, what else do we have? We have Rue Dauphine. So that's a street in New Orleans. So we're actually doing like kind of like a New Orleans-style bread pudding cafe. Um, capirotadas yeah. uh, for some of our Latino listeners. Uh, so there'll be like white chocolate raspberry, um, like a bourbon glaze and walnuts. Um, I think we'll, we'll be doing like a savory bread pudding with bacon and maple syrup and egg. Uh, it's almost a kind of like a breakfast item. And super simple coffee um, and steamed milk. And um, what else do we have? Uh, we're going to have a pop-up kitchen where we'll be inviting guest chefs, uh, new concepts, almost an incubator to help some up-and-coming chefs kind of develop their craft, uh, you know, different menus from week to week or day to day, depending on, you know, how we um, schedule that, you know, with the amount of people that are, are interested. So that's super exciting. Um, of course, your Witter Brewing, brewing um, they might have some food items. We're still kind of working on that. Yeah. And then we have a concept called Fish God. So that right now will be more of a, a tasting menu. Um, like five to eight courses by reservation and, um, and just handled by the chef directly with the customers. So, nice. And we'll do some pairings there. We'll do some creative things, mostly seafood. Um, so that kind of seems like um, kind of a different concept, something um, that, you know, exceptional and creative mm-hmm. and, and uh, a weekly menu, which nice. is what we're going to shoot for there. Very cool. And that would be something you would buy tickets for and it would be private off or would it be in the back? Right now the idea is that um, you make reservations a month in advance. So there'll be fixed seatings. So maybe about 20 to 25 people. uh, You just start calling a month in advance and reserve your 7.30 or your 9 o'clock seating. um, And hopefully we can fill up the spaces. It'll be a super controlled menu and um, a bit exclusive and, and just, you know, cater to what's seasonal, you know, what the chefs are, are creating, primarily myself. But we'll, you know, we'll bring in other sous chefs and other concepts and other people creating things for, for Whittier. Nice. We also have uh, two more concepts. Well, we have the wine library, so you can come and get your beer at Whittier Brewing, and then we'll also have a wine library. So I'll be hand-selecting certain varietals, Chardonnay, Cabernet Sauvignon, Gewurztraminer, Pinot Noir, Riesling, and uh, so you can pick up a bottle or a glass of wine and then, you know, pick up some pizza. Some, somebody else might get tacos and kind of like a general communal seating. Mm-hmm. 
And of course, um, on the topic of this podcast, it's uh, we're, we have like a community radio station. So it's what, called what? W I P A, <laughs> and um, and directed by Christine Singer Luna, who's our program director. And so we're going to be doing. She's local, all right. She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, local programming. Um, so you know, some uh, we're thinking of concepts like a teenage sports program. Um, we're doing a wonderful series on getting stories from like uh, older generation with your rights. Try to collect some of that before some of those um, legends and stories and details disappear. Uh, what else are we doing, Christine? Oh yeah. Um, well, what's up, Whittier? We'll be. Well, on what's the up, Whittier? We'll have their spot. Uh, the museum is doing like a historical program. Nice. Uh, Uptown Association will be doing a program about events and things that are happening. And, uh, and, of course, music. We're going to get some local DJs. Hopefully we can get, like, you know, we have a classic record store called Lovells mm-hmm. here. So we want to get them on board and have them spin eclectic music and things that are happening. And so just kind of a communal open-air effort, you know, for, um, for the city. And, and the open area is obviously the, where everyone will be sitting. But how about outside, the, the patio? Would that be open seating as well? Is yes. That- yeah. So we have some interior seating. And of course, the wonderful patio. Yeah. Uh, so, especially in California, with our yeah. wonderful weather, and I, I see the market lights—the market lights you guys put up—it looks nice out there. Yeah, we have some lighting at night. Yeah. Uh, we built two fireplaces, yeah. uh, so you can sit there and um, look at the fire and you know be romantic. Drink beer and <laughs> have a beer. <laughs> be merry. Or wine. Uh, yeah. yeah, or wine, absolutely. Yeah, so. Or wine. Oh, sounds cool. interesting. Well, I mean, I think we might have covered this in the previous podcast. What's what brought this the Woody Brewing Company on? Like, where does this passion to have such a kind of a big space with a lot of different pieces that come together? In, well, in so, Whittier? you know, one of the things that I've been personally interested. So, I've been in Whittier um, over twenty-seven years now. Love the city. I grew up in Montebello, just next door. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I have a couple of restaurants here, but I just want to expand the offerings. So at the same time, but I'm trying to bring in other chefs and other concepts into the area mm-hmm. so that we can build up um, our, our uptown area. I thought, well, you know, we have wonderful craft beers. Why not build a brewery? And that was our goal. You know, so at my restaurants, I'm making you know, fresh salsas and preparing my meats and doing everything from scratch. I think we should do that with beer, too. So, yeah, and it's cool. You can, you know, buy whatever you want, but why not have something local? Uh, we can make we can brew beers with local ingredients uh, to local taste, and um, I think that's a fantastic idea. At the same time, I wanted to kind of bring in concepts that maybe uh, Whittier doesn't have yet. So, for example, the dumplings. Uh, we have some pizza, not really Neapolitan, so I'm trying to do that. The bread puddings, the veggie tacos. We got two great vegetarian restaurants now: Veggie Ike and uh, the Modern Shaman. And you know, there's you know, there's a wonderful world of Mexican vegetables and things that we can do for Tepescoite that we can introduce people to. So we're always trying to educate, always trying to kind of push the envelope, and uh, and just create more variety for tourists, for the people in the area, for the college, you know, for anybody else that wants to come into Uptown and savor it. Um, plus, plus you I mean, aside from the food and the the drinks that you're gonna provide. I mean, just to provide that space, kind of like you said, is bringing Experience. that community together. Yeah, 
because um, there's not a lot of place in Uptown that's this big to there's house none. that many people. <laughs> there's none. Um, right. I, I mean, to house them in the, in, in the way you're going to put them together. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a ballroom and stuff like that, yeah. but it's not having everything in one house, uh, experiencing it all. Right, yeah, um, slightly different. So you're always kind of modifying and, yeah. and uh, extrapolating, kind of creating new little you know, tweaks on current ideas. You know, we have the Fiesta Hall, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. We have... Um, uh, the knotted apron, wonderful space with George there, yeah. um, and you know, and we'll just you know, we'll be another space that you know people can use, especially the patio yeah. for special events, uh, whether it's a wedding or a public address or city yeah. council fundraiser. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, so there's a number of things. Yeah, so it's, we're in the center of town, so you know, it's a beautiful focal point and a beautiful building, yeah. oh, and time. for a beautiful community. I was waiting for you to say you're gonna start doing like or hosting like a test kitchen uh, uh, show or something, because I mean the setup is is is, is like right out of a uh, uh, like chopped yeah like yeah maybe what's up Whittier wants to start producing <laughs> for the Food Channel. I see Ricardo coming out like, what are you doing? The salsa is not hot yeah. enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, so Jesse sees me as a screamer. Yeah. It's okay. He's been yeah. in my kitchen. <laughs> Add more no. to it. Unless it's like a cereal contest, <laughs> then we have none of us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one time, one time I did an interview. Uh, I, I forgot what it was for, and uh, she's and I was talking about some of the things that we do in the kitchen and the ingredients and where we source them, and she says, and of course a lot of love. I'm like a lot of love. Have you been in the kitchen? There is no love in the kitchen. It's all yelling and screaming and trying yeah. to catch up. But, no, of course. You know, we try to do a great job. We try to keep everything fresh. And, um, yeah, who knows? You know, we could do, I mean, we have the radio station. We're looking at different podcasts that we can archive. We can do, you know, um, uh, video that, cast it, or what do you call yeah. it? Yeah, video. that'd be cool. Yeah, video, if, video casts or live do, streaming yeah, video. I know. Do something like that. Yeah, where we it's could like do a, kind of a show. A you know, one of the things yeah. that we're also thinking here, um, so we're always kind of trying to see how we can like benefit um, other people. And charity is a big part of our lives, and we hope that we can continue that. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to do is almost like a bi-monthly tournament. Uh, it'll be different things. Maybe we'll bring in a basketball court and, and sign up people for like a three v threes um there'll be some prize money money but then the rest of it will will pick a charity for that event darts cornhole um dancing contest um you know there's just a number of things that we can do and do events here that we could either film or you know showcase but also to get the community involved and and just you know help us to contribute and uh, you know give back to to so many services well, you, and people in need around the world. You definitely so. have the space. I mean, I, I was I was waiting for you to do, call out that sport where you started using the broom. What's that? Uh, curling. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got the floor for that, and I, and I think that works for when you already have had a couple of, a couple of drinks, right? You're like, the professional oh, yeah. curlers are going to come out of yeah, it. Like, oh, they're coming out. I, I, I don't know how many we have in Whittier, but <laughs> one. we can find <laughs> two well, no, to compete. See, I'm saying you set that up towards the end of the night, yeah. like so they could go clean the floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, Instead of that, give them a broom. Yeah, yeah, and a, I'm sorry, it's not a straight line. It's a zigzag <laughs> all through the property. But it's yeah. really clean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So. No, that sounds interesting. I mean, again, it's a different concept, right? So it's, it's just bringing together people. Um, because that's what this is. I mean, Uptown is all about a destination, trying to bring people together and, and have a an super experience. super mixed uh, community, you know, yeah. you know uh, different cultures, different people, different concepts. Yeah. And we, we want to always promote variety mm-hmm. and diversity yeah. in products and, 
attentions and uh, flavors, characters, and that, you know, I think that makes a super special space. So you know, we want to uh, continue to um, to promote that. Out of everything that's happening, uh, what's that one thing that you are you just can't wait for it to happen? Like, what are you? What are you like uh, uh, antsy about? Like, what are like the doors are open? Like, is there, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm like 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 from everything that we talked yeah. about, like the, the the taco place, the, the pizza place, or or just a beer. Like, is oh. there any one of the items that you're like, man? Yeah, what I am just, I excited about? Yeah, like, actually, as a chef, it might be the most simplest thing. I'm excited about my pepperoni pizza. <laughs> yeah, I, me you know, too. And it seems silly, but I have this idea what I want to do with pepperoni, okay. which I'm not going to share right now yet. Oh, man. Uh, but I'm super excited about that. Something that I've always um, uh, wanted. You know, there's never enough pepperoni on my pizza. so I wanna, Same here, man. Yeah. yeah. I want to blast you guys with pepperonis. Just a, one big pepperoni. <laughs> I, I was right. gonna, that's what I was going to say. Are you going to eliminate the uh, dough and just put a, a big pepperoni? <laughs> just a giant <laughs> sausage <laughs> slice. Yeah. Uh, no, sad. it'll be something different. We're going to do that. Uh, you know, there's something else, you know, coming along. Um, okay, I'll let you guys know. So this is for What's Up Whittier. What's Up Whittier exclusive. Exclusive hot take. I think hot we got take. an exclusive last time, uh, too. So, so we're going to do a tri-tip pizza. Wow. So we'll be we'll be uh, dry rubbing and aging our tri-tip, uh, the, you know, a few days before. And then we're going to put it into our stone oven. We're going to cook that, and then we're going to slice that and put that uh, with, like, a special sauce on top of our pizza. Damn. So maybe going a little bit above and beyond, like, a, just a classic carnassada pizza, but yeah. tri-tip. So super excited about that. Wow. So, um, and, and again, the variety, the pop-up. You know, I really want to, like, bring in other chefs you know, and have them just kind of go crazy and do their concepts and, you know, bring their people and so that, uh, you know, all the, our patrons can come in and say, hey, what's new? What's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, who's, you know, who's creating here? And that, that's super exciting. So come well, hungry, come thirsty, and you'll quench and feed the people, right? Well, right, and yeah. come social, you know. So our mm-hmm. tables, they're a bit separated, but they're mostly communal. Yeah. So, you, uh, you know, you can sit down and meet new people mm-hmm. across from the tables you know, talk to, um, you know, other individuals and get stories and ideas and, and enjoy and share. So yeah. really family, you know, we want kids running around, not too fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure it's a speed limit. No families that we will scold your children yeah. <laughs> if they're running too fast, but yeah, it's just families kind of coming in and, yeah. and enjoying themselves and, you know, trying different foods and, um, you know, they can have beer, they can have wine. Of course, we'll have soda fountains for everybody um, iced teas, uh, you know, so a number of things. So just, you know, just open space for the nice. community. So he- here's a question that I'm sure you get asked all the time. When is the, uh, the soft opening, grand opening? What is- oh, wow. Yeah, so we're shooting for the fall. So that's, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. This year, just this year. Uh, just this year. Yes. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's, we've been delayed. So there was yeah. a number of reasons. Yeah. Um, it's an, an old historical building. There's a lot of kind of retrofitting that we had to do. Yeah. It's not easy just kind of building out or yeah. boxing out of space. So we've had to deal with a lot of those issues. But uh, thank God that we're kind of toward the end. We just need a few final inspections and, you know, hopefully within the next uh, one or two months, we can, you know, get some sort of opening going. Very cool. I was going to go back to what you were saying earlier, um, you know, kind of showcasing uh, up-and-coming chefs or or people who are are getting into the industry. Is there anybody locally that you you, uh, feel that um, 
they would they would be perfect for that test kitchen. <coughs> um, I think Remo. I think Remo. <laughs> if you had a cereal oh, bar, I mean locally <laughs> as in like across this table. <laughs> if you had a cereal yeah, bar, that, you could want to create cereal. Ah, cereal. Remo d- does a a kick-ass a, a, a kick-ass uh, egg in the microwave. Yeah, I mean. oh, nice. If that's what you want, <laughs> pop it in for a minute. Hey, microwave is the original molecular fusion. I mean, yeah, there's a number of people. So we have a great relationship with the other restaurants here. And, you know, if they want to try something, they could try it here. And we can work with any, any of the number of restaurants. There's also, you know, a lot of chefs and sous chefs at the other restaurants that would be super interested in maybe doing something, you know, for a night or for a weekend. And, um, yeah, we've had a few conversations. And, if you know, again, you know, if they want to approach us and come here, I'm sure it will be an ongoing evolution of, of people and of course, always trying to do local and trying to help local people, but you know, it's open to everybody. Nice. I think it'd be an incredible opportunity. I know that they have these um, like incubator kitchens, like on the west side, but uh, you know, they require you to book the restaurant for a whole month, and that's like thirty k for some, you know, for some people depending on their menu because they'll provide the workers, um, and some up and coming chefs like can't afford that, right? They can't. So this is an opportunity, I think. Um, that you know you're providing for the people which is really cool because i don't think people realize that oh you can do this for 30k in west la but you can do that here in whittier for less than that 29k 29k 29.99 29.9k yeah so yeah it'll it'll be affordable and we'll work and we got like a giant prep kitchen in the back we have storage so there's a number of things that we can offer i mean apart from just advice and administrative um help you know, nice. to anybody that kind of wants to come up so very cool yeah, that's what we're about so so what else is going what else is new ricardo i mean last time we talked uh, you were you were announcing that you're going to do the 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 restaurant um but anything anything else other than the brewery uh that you got going on or well we got a few you want to share uh, colonia publica i just today i authorized kind of an Oktoberfest. Nice. Uh, so we'll have like the polliner uh, Oktoberfest beer, some some other local fall beers, and I'm doing a new kind of German-inspired taco um, with like a bratwurst and some spicy cabbage and things on top. So that's fun. I was working on that on recipe a, on today. On a pretzel tortilla, or <laughs> on a pretzel tortilla? <laughs> I don't know you could do not, that, but not that much fusion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. Now we know why Jesse's not a chef. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but throw it all in a blender and yeah. right, right, drink it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's coming up. You know, we're trying to do that. Um, every year we do like, like super fun, the zombie tacos. Mm-hmm. So we try to kind of pick like little off, off the menu ingredients. And Did just that have just fun happen already? That. A- no, that's, it's coming up right. End of October. Well, usually? Normally we do it just for Halloween night. Oh, okay. 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 So it's kind of a, you know, a one evening event yeah, I think and, last- that, and that's more for the chefs. We, we have fun. We get together, we pick tacos and, you know, people come. So it's kind of like just kind of a creative thing that we enjoy. Yeah, uh, I think you've done community. like um, like brains before. I've done uh, what we call sesos. So I've done like yeah, crunchy sesos, brain so, yeah. tacos. Um, we've done tongue. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Chef Tony, who worked at the bottle room and now at CGK, he likes to do like blood sausage tacos. Yes. Um, I think I did tripas. One day, so I don't know why these are Halloween things. Yeah. Well, it's like your I mean, it makes sense, but so you know, well, it's a it's a eek factor, right? Like I guess so, kind yeah. of an eek. 
but but you if you eat it what have you had brains no so, i'm good with the pizza you were talking yeah. about. <laughs> you are what you eat Remo. You gotta yeah. eat some brains no i'm good but it's one of those things where like like you don't it, it's so good until you know what it is yeah and that's what you want to do maybe, yeah. maybe it's an excuse you know halloween yeah. night to, hey, you know i haven't had cal's brains you know but i want to try it you yeah. know and then yeah. And, but it's know, one it's of those a, things where you just slip it in. You're like, hey, have, this is like yeah. on the special. It's really uh, good. Tell you me take after. A bite and like, tell chicken. me yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me after. Yeah. Close your eyes. Yeah. Take a bite. Yeah. Um, have a beer. And two. Have a beer <laughs> or two. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I mean, the rest of the world eats all this stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, here to a certain extent. But it's fun. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can surprise people and have them try something that they wouldn't try in any other scenario. Yeah. yeah. So. Nice. What well, about what about at Bizarro? You got anything else going on out there? Um, not much. Um, I think uh, so. Winter's coming, so maybe we'll do a couple of new dishes there. Uh, maybe some soups or uh, also Colonia Pública. Normally in the winter, we'll do like our tamales special. So we create. Last year, I did a kind of like a black bean and uh, fresh cheese tamale in a bacon broth. Mm. So, you know, this year we'll kind of maybe do, do something with tamales. Maybe like a little tamale trio. Yeah. You know, three different flavors. Mm-hmm. And little sauces on top. So, um, and it, you know, so we'll have that. I'll basically be, you know, kind of concentrated and stuck in here in Point Gardens for the yeah, next yeah. few years. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, but it'll, it'll be super exciting. And I was waiting for Remo to jump in with this hummus because he's always like. Oh. Imagine that, a hummus tamale. A hummus tamale. A chickpea. How about chickpea? So I I have a a question. We have the camera set up, and this is the first time us really doing a a video version. What is it that's back here? So so what you're looking at is the brewery. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to the left, uh, it's called the the brew house. So that's where we brew the beer. So we we add in our, our, our grains... You know, all the stuff, the water, you know, we mash that, we mix it, we boil it, and then that then gets transferred to the right side. So the four tanks in the back are called fermenters. So the beer goes in there, you add your hops, you add your any kind of flavoring, and then you let it sit there a week to two fermenting. And so that's where you add your yeast. The yeast eats the sugars, converts it to alcohol. And does their job. Once uh, we believe the beer, the beer's ready, that's filtered and transferred into the front tank, and that's called a bright tank. So the bright is where we add our CO2, the, okay, bubbles, the bubbles in the beer. And then from there, we keg and, and then store for service. How many kegs have you guys already set up? Uh, I know, so we've been doing test batches right now. So we have a 10-barrel system, okay. uh, which is over 300 gallons. Wow. Um, Keg-wise, what does that mean? Huh? In terms of kegs? kegs, how many kegs is that? So yeah, that's like, so. And when I say keg, we know kegs as those big, those kegs, not the little ones, not metal the, things. Yeah. yeah. So that's so a barrel uh, breaks down into two kegs. Okay. So that's you know. So if we have a ten barrel system, we can take twenty kegs of beer. Oh wow! Out of that production. Nice. From our tanks. Now, are you guys going to be selling kegs as well for people that have parties or? Anything? Uh, no, we'll be selling kegs more wholesale to local restaurants. Got it. Um, but, you know, we'll have beer here uh, for on-site service. Uh-huh. We also have a, a crowler. So this is a 32-ounce can. And then, you know, we'll pour the beer and then can it for you so you can take it home. Wow. So that's what we'll be doing. As We don't have a canning line right now or a bottling line. Yeah. This is all just kind of local service right now. 
Nice. Yeah, it, it's an impressive setup when you come here and you look, you're looking at stuff, but it's like, well, what am I looking at? There's pipes coming in every direction, you know, and it just looks looks really uh, expensive. <laughs> you, see, you see that pipe in the back? That one goes way up to the building and it yeah. taps out of my office. And it shoots up a <laughs> beer that way. It, has it wasn't supposed th- to, but now I'm going to double check it. <laughs> Those dang plans. Why, why do we keep losing 10% of our beer? Yeah. <laughs> now, it's pretty cool because, um, you know, I work here, right, in the radio station. So whenever I walk back, like, I'll check in with the guys. I noticed that there was a pipe that's, like, frozen solid outside. I don't know if you guys um, have seen it, but it's all the pipes are black except for this one, and it's white and has ice all over it. Well, I was talking to um, our wonderful engineer that we have here, um, and he's a fan of the podcast. So shout out to you, sir. Uh, you probably don't want me to say your name, so shout out to you. Um, Don. Don. <laughs> Don. Don. It's Don. Um, the boss that is, so I'll say it. But it's really cool because uh, he was teaching me a little bit about the glycol process. Yes. And so the reason why that pipe is like saw, um, frozen on the outside is because the condensation freezes. Water freezes at 32 degrees. And so the glycol is used so they can um, have the beer in here below 32 degrees, right? So, yeah, so we basically have like a giant air conditioner right. in, the, in the patio. And that's circulating, kind of like antifreeze in your, in your car. car. It circulates glycol through the tanks, through all the pipes. So it keeps everything at a perfect temperature for fermentation, for brewing, for storage. Nice. Uh, so it's a big system. It's, it's, you know, it's one of the most difficult things to do in a brewery. You know, just kind of connect all that and run it correctly. And, you know, so there's a bunch of, like, engineering things that you have to do. But yeah. it was exciting learning. Yeah, Whittier Brewing Co. started in a backyard using a homebrew small system that we, uh, that's over here on the, on the back, if you guys can see it on the camera. Uh, so it's always, I mean, I've learned a lot about beer, and I'm not really a beer drinker. So, I mean, I don't even like hops, and I, the Greenleaf Pale Ale is pretty good. You just got to do, you know, I've been to Natural History Museum where, like, they have, you go through this tour of, like, the din- dinosaur exhibit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> And they have this guy who's supposed to be like a, uh, um, what do they call, um, what are those guys who uncover bones? Uh, a paleontologist. Yes. They, they, he's like in the back, like behind a glass wall, and like he's kind of cleaning working. bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like working. But it's he, like a it's visual, a, like. It's a show, like it's, it's like a kid from high school who's like, you know, being paid uh-huh. to do this motion. Right. But it's to have kids kind of say, oh, that's the way they uncover these things. Yes, that's, you know? the like, way, that's the way they do beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like, do that at the brand tar pits. Like that, exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you guys should do something like that for like, uh, uh, like people who are hanging out. Like, oh, have tour. kids come in and just, watch yeah, us shoveling the, the grain out of the tanks. <laughs> big like, kids, big like, kids. Maybe like yeah. millennial kids. Like, like, look, oh, son. We'll put them to work. Hey, you want to help? Yeah. Like, look, son. Shove that's all how the beer. grain out of the tanks. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how beer is done. Class. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we'll have. So, I mean, we're super open to the public. You can see everything. So. But no one's allowed behind the fence that no, we have here, which no. is a really cool fence. Um, if you want to describe it a little bit, well, for the right par- for the right price, I mean, you, you get access. <laughs> yeah, everything has a price, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, no. We built a beautiful fence. This was designed by Harry Gold Art yeah. in Whittier, and uh, so we, you know we kind of did kind of an Art Deco um, and uh, a stylized hop in our fence. Beautiful wrought iron work. Yeah, yeah he did a really good uh, job. So that that'll beautiful. be separating the area. Um, but, you know, you'll get to see everything. You'll see the process. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll see us brewing, transferring, kegging. Uh, so it's super exciting. I don't know, what's that program on Discovery, the How Things Work? Or yeah. How Did This Get Made? Or, or uh, yeah. How It's Made. How it's yeah, made. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, 
um, you'll get to see of the, some of that. Nice. And it's you know it's a super cool experience. Again, anything that you make with your own hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's appreciated. It's exciting. It's um, you know something that we look forward to. Nice. Again, a lot of a lot of great things happening. Um, obviously, kind of moving beyond here. What do you think? What are you excited uh, that's going to happen in the next uh, couple months or years? Like, is there anything that you see coming out that you're like, man, I can't wait for this to happen or this or, or this to open or yeah? So there's or, a number or something of things that comes in, especially in Uptown. Of course, yeah. we got the Grove yeah. mm-hmm. being built uh, down on Whittier and Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and they're going to have some big box stores, which is cool. And I guess an In and Out people love. Um, and there's also going to be kind of an artisan area where they're kind of trying to do like some other kind of small local concepts there with the old antique buildings uh, that they've been able to salvage from the original um, detention center that was there. So that's happening. Um, we have, uh, of course, the Uptown Association and a new group called the UWI, the Uptown Whittier Improvement Association. And they're coming in and we're working on valet parking. Mm-hmm on uh, structures the city's kind of getting excited about developing this area and that's what we want to do we want to be a destination uh, for you know surrounding communities we want to offer good food you know good stores Um, we have a wonderful you know art deco theater that people can you know enjoy events you know we have the events uh, we have food festivals you know things that that we're kind of trying to do in the area and build it up, and I think everybody's doing a fantastic job. And again, uh, the brewery will bring you know more people. We we now have Guild Hall, yeah. um, Bright, which is a super cool esports bar. I haven't been um, there yet, but <clears throat> I've seen cool. people post on pictures. I'm like, Man, I gotta get out there. It's good. You gotta play a game of Uno. Yeah, it's fun. So you know we have that coming in. Well, we have a number of new restaurants. So and we're gonna work as a community. To bring in more variety, more concepts, more chefs from from the west side or from Orange County coming into mm-hmm. the area, you know, as the as the place gets more popular, I think it'll be super exciting. Of course, parking is always a difficulty, but hey, in Pasadena, you park and walk three blocks. Newport, any, any other place. Newport, everybody. It's it's, just, it's a fact of life yeah. when you have activity and volume yeah. and. Why not walk? I mean, everybody keeps telling us to walk a little bit more, mm-hmm. to take the exercise, to stop and smell the roses. Yeah. So it's something that we, you know, we have to seek yeah. and not complain about. Yeah. But even still, we have a parking structure that's almost never packed, and it's like $3 after 5 o'clock. Space is always there. They're yes. building a new structure off of Comstock. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, the city's proactively working, and you know, I think we're doing a great job. Yeah. Valet will be nice when mm-hmm. it kicks in. Oh, the, the valet. valet, yeah. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, that'll be fantastic, yeah. you know. For that's the day that Remo comes in in his red jacket and uh, <laughs> starts taking. Starts taking I, thought, I thought you were going to say red Ferrari. I think the, he comes in his red Ferrari. I take the red Corolla, the Uber that comes fix me up because that's, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> that's a lot easier. And of me. course, you know, we have Uber, right? Yeah. And you know, automated driving, and so maybe there's you know a new you know paradigm coming in the future. Yeah. We don't need so much parking. Yeah. You know, people can just Uber and, and lift here and um, and enjoy themselves and get a ride home. 
So there's a number of things, you know, maybe we have like Uber stops. Yes, I was just going to say, that being said, we should have more, I, and I always advocate for rideshare spots, because I don't know about you guys, um, if you guys frequent Uptown Whittier in the evenings, but people will stop in the middle of the street because yeah. it's in front of the 40 and people are trying to get to the 40, yeah. uh, whereas we should have a centralized spot, just like a lot of other locations. Airports have it. Airports have it. Disneyland has yeah. it. Um, you know, their, uh, Santa Monica has a rideshare area. You know. Well, I, I recently went to, to a place out in Fullerton and out in um, Irvine, mm-hmm. and they both have designated areas for rideshare. Uh, ride okay. But they're the coolest ones. I mean, it's like a, it, has, it has like these big lounge sofas. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And like a little grass a area. And nice. like They even have music on one of them where, where oh, you, you're just, if you're waiting for your ride, you can still hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, they should do that in the green green. Grass yeah, yeah. I mean, put some benches there. That's, that's kind of an idea. Cool concept. We can work on that. So. Yeah, I like that idea. Let's yeah. bring it up at a meeting. Yes. <laughs> some meetings some sometimes. meetings that are coming up. But yeah, that's something that we can bring up. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. and again, that's thinking creatively. That's opening up to the economy. You know, thinking you know outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. And I think great. more people would Uber if they have those designated spots because they're now aware that, you know what, I know where I'm going to get dropped off. I know where I'm going to get picked up. Well, it's right. easy. Here's the, re- the reason why we we were we were is obviously it's our date night and so we're we're going somewhere and we know we're going to have a couple of drinks and so it's yeah. the whole idea of not driving and drinking or driving and drinking driving, driving yeah. and drinking. How are you doing right now? Drinking and driving. I don't keep, know. Keep I had driving, two. Just, <laughs> I had two beers already. Two pale ales. Um, two of our test beers. Exactly. Um, they work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of, of course, you know, keeping the community safer. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Not driving. Yeah. I mean, not that you should get, you know, drunk and blasted or anything like that, but, you know, that, you know, you can enjoy yourself and, yeah. you know, and, and it's keep, not that the, worry, yeah. Yeah, right. keep the city safer. That's a yeah. wonderful thing that we should shoot yeah, for. Yeah. Exactly. And it was, I mean, it was great, man. I mean, it's just not having to worry about it. Mm-hmm. So when's uh, your date night? It, it, we try to do it once a month. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Once a month? Uh, once not a once a month? week? I have kids. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was up to me every every night. Yeah, oh, that's nice. yeah right. <laughs> every night. Yes, sure, every sure, night. Sure. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. Um, Hi, Jocelyn. Thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyways, with yeah, that's super said. exciting, you guys. Oh, yeah. So, so what? So what? What else? I mean, I know we talked about all the stuff that that that's kind of happening, but what is that one thing that you're still waiting for? Like, is there anything that you're waiting for? That you say, man, we really need like. In Uptown, yeah, in Uptown, or just here in general, like in Whittier, because you've been here, you've been here longer than I have. Um, I think you still, you still beat Christine in terms of her. Being uh, we're almost, tied, twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but me as I, a grown-up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christine in age. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've seen, you've seen like a pretty big change, uh, you know, in that in that span. Right. It's a short span, but it's a it's a it's a span where you see drastic changes um like is there anything that you uh would say man i, I think we're like in that in that point where we so, really need to no no and i get that so, so i try to think about that sometimes as i go out there try to invite people into uptown to invest to buy properties to build businesses at the same time you know there's something to be said for freedom like let's open it up you know if a business comes in and they do well, they should stay. If they don't do well, they have to leave. Yeah. You know, so we, what we want to do is open our doors, you know, and, and decrease barriers to entry, you know, uh, streamline our permit process and, yeah. um, and open up our spaces. And, our, you know, our rents are pretty good, I think, as an area compared to other areas. 
Uh, but we just want to open up the doors because we don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. We don't know what people are going to like. It's like music. You don't know who's going to be ahead. You know, a record company can come in and do a bunch of marketing behind some one song, and they might get it up on the charts. But then that's it. Yeah. You know, but quality stays. Yeah. You know, performance lasts. It's very, very important to open up your doors and give everybody a chance. Yeah. And so that's what we want to do as a community, as investors, as associations, the city council, we would just want to open up our doors and have everybody a chance to kind of come in and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah. You know, the market will decide. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. So Whether you want yeah, it and, or and, not. And, and it's exciting that way because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, does somebody want a French restaurant? Somebody, yeah, well, we can try to lobby for that or, you know, we just open up our doors and invite them in and see if they work. So that's kind of my philosophy. And I love kind of seeing organic growth and seeing where things go. And um, you know, if you're interested in doing something, come to Uptown Whittier, try it, and you know, and hopefully it'll, it'll work. So last time we talked, we we I think asked the same kind of question, just a little differently. Um, like, if there is a, a certain type of restaurant to come in, like, what would you like to see that that in terms of a partnership or just? Something that would add to the to the uh, kind of eclectic mix we have going on right now. I know last time you were seeing like a good yeah. steakhouse, but it, uh, is right. Okay, I mean, so I mean, there's maybe some basics that we always need. Like a steakhouse is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something that's affordable for our area. We can still do quality meats. Um, you know, now that Ravelos is gone and Chao Italia, I think you know a good Italian restaurant is mm-hmm. necessary. Um, you know, we have Chinese with New Canton. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to have some Japanese with the dumplings here. Um, I, I miss Middle Eastern number three. You know, that was a great uh, is that where, um, Mediterranean food restaurant where Rusty Monk is. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so, I mean, well, we have... Uh, JDO. Oh, I love JDO. Yeah, up the street. Which is pretty really good, good, man. Really oh, okay, good. yeah. I've, seen, I've seen Jesse there yeah. a few yeah. times when we've had lunch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's kind of a little quicker service concept, but maybe something a little bit more kind of sedate yeah. dining. Like a Rafi's or something? Like a Rafi's place? You know, like yeah, Rafi's in Glendale? Sure. Have <laughs> you guys been there to Rafi's in Glendale, uh, Pasadena? In Brea? I don't make it that far. Pasadena? Yeah. Or Glendale? Uh, Pasadena. Greenleaf? Yeah. My car doesn't go to You know, I mean, there's so many, you know, there's, there, this global cuisine is open-ended. I mean, just Asia has, a, you know, a plethora of, of different cuisines from spicy uh, Szechuan to Indonesian to... So, you know, that's always exciting. I mean, we have the Peruvian place mm-hmm. that's um, on Bailey. And that's cool. I love their seafood soup. I recommend that, you guys. And their little ahi with the bread and a little sauce. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, we just want to open up, you know, and, and try it. I, I, like I said, you know, I love diversity. I love variety. I want to eat at, at different restaurants. Actually, what's going to happen here next to Poet Gardens, we have Emily coming mm-hmm. in. And that's more of a, like a southern Indian street food concept, mm-hmm. which is super exciting. And I've tasted the chef's food. Mm-hmm. Um, we've worked together a little bit on, on t- taste testing things, and it's very, very delicious. Yeah. So very excited about that. Did you ever get the call to taste test? Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't get the call. Did <laughs> yeah. you get a call? Um, <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, uh, no. It's in my, I, have an, I wrote an NDA. Yeah. So. I, think I, I think I rejected the call. <laughs> you rejected oh, the call? Just kidding. So if there's another call, let us know. We, it was oh, actually okay. an email. It was, it was actually an email. email. Oh, I probably didn't I check probably it. I probably went to spam. Yeah. No. 
Um, do you know what's happening with Rebellos? Was this supposed to be Costa? No. Huh? Costa, I think. La yeah, Costa? Have you heard yeah, I heard, I heard it might be a Mexican no, restaurant, restaurant. You know, which would be another one in the area. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's okay. interesting. Right. I mean, you know, and we have demographics that are investing and growing. And so, you know, we got a lot of Mexican restaurants. I mean, of course, I have two in the area. And I've made an effort here at Port Gardens to not do Mexican. Yeah. The only reason I have the Pescovita is because I wanted to transfer that concept from Woody Boulevard up here. Mm-hmm. Um, guisados? The, the guisados concept. But again, but I'm tweaking it to be more veggie centric. Which is but, needed. A lot of people are vegetarians nowadays. By the way, I didn't know what guisados, like I know what guisados means in terms of the definition, but I didn't know what guisados meant as a, as a, as a I guess, plate. Is that the right word? Well, it's a saute. I mean, so in Spanish, we say, vas a guisar algo. Are you going to cook something? So, but it normally means like, kind of like soupy, braised, kind of things in a, in a pan, yeah. like in a pot. In a pot. So, the, yeah. that's, those are guisados. And now, the only the reason why I'm bringing this up is I just recently watched the, uh, uh, what is it, the... Um, Taco Chronicles? Taco Chronicles. And, Pretty good and, program. And the guisados was, a, was like a segment, which... I'm like, oh, that's what that, like, now I'm getting, now it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and by the way, that alone is like its own kind of uh, way of preparing things, right? Because it, it could be endless, right? I mean. Yeah, and it's endless. Of- and it's actually mostly the way people cook at home. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we've grown up with like, we go to Mexican food or trucks and it's like carne asada, pastor, mm-hmm. tripas. But that's not stuff that people cook at home. Correct. What they do are they're guisados. They do tingas. They go mm-hmm. carne a la mexicana. Um, you know, chile colorado, chile verde. So that's the stuff that we cooked at home, and that's that was the main impetus for for me creating the guisados chain in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of trying to bring home cooking to you know the LA market. Mm-hmm. So and that's what we're going to do here. Just again, like, a little bit more veggie centric. Nice. Okay. So Thank if you, you have <laughs> if you have a specific dish that you would wake up every morning and have, what would that be? Oh, I'm not a breakfast guy. Or, or did but, you just wake up and you say, this is what I, I... Yeah, what would I do? I think I would probably do chicharrones and chile verde with avocado and some uh, frijoles de la olla that are just a little bit crushed. You know, kind of just like pop them so they release uh-huh. their juiciness. Uh-huh. I think that would be either my morning meal or if I was on death row and it was my last meal (laughs) I think it would be a taco de chicharrones con aguacate and frijolitos quebrados flour or corn? (laughs) Uh, corn no I grew up on flour because my mom's from Hermosillo Sonora Um, but I had a bad experience (laughs) (laughs) so you know now I love the corn tacos the corn tortillas you know but I I think that that would be it oh man what would be your dish Rumo? what Death row? A, or actually, yes, since, since Ricardo brought it up. Yeah, what would be your last meal? <laughs> That's your last meal. Meal. I said your first, and he says last, so. I don't know. I, uh, the, the, one that com- the one that comes up because we were going to go there yesterday was uh, Marisco's Martin. They have this fish fillet that's just a big piece of fish. And fried or, or steamed or? I don't know. You have to ask Mojata. my wife. Um, what, what is it? It's, the, 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 the fry, it's like a fried fish, right? But it's not necessarily. No, it's not the full fish. Just a fillet. Um, it's a fillet, but it's it's a big piece, and it's just beans and rice. 
and it is just incredible. Like yeah, I, my Marisa's mouth. Martin is pretty cool. Yeah, on Valley Boulevard. On Valley, yeah. Yes. They have whatever that. It's like two fillets right on top of each other. Right. Um, I think we've probably been there twenty times, and we've ordered it oh, okay. nineteen times. Like I, at least me, and then oh, I wow. tried one time to order something else, okay. and I got the plate. I'm like, ah, oh, this is not what I want. So, so, so no hummus involved. No, no hummus oh, involved. Okay. Yeah. So, so flour yeah. or corn? Uh, chips. I eat it with little beans, a couple, you know, put some beans on it. Corn tortilla. Corn, yeah. Christine? Um, You know, one thing that I, um, death row meal. Just one meal. It can't be be a combination. It's got to be one. Okay, okay, okay. I would do dry dry rye bread with uh, mashed avocado, everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's, and um, some scrambled eggs with basil in it. That, that's a millennial. Avocado toast. That's a millennial right wow. there. That's a millennial. That, hey, I don't have a mortgage. I have avocado toast. So there you go. <laughs> it's as much as a that's mortgage. <laughs> oh, man. Jesse, round it out. For me, it would be chilaquiles, man. And uh, if I get the option to do green or red, I'd probably do, I'd probably do, do both. You're, you're dying, so you yeah. get the option. Or divorciados. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if, it's, if they don't have... If, I usually the way I usually ask is which one's the spicier one, whichever is the more spicier one I get. Preference would be red, but uh, if green is yeah, spicier, no, then I get the green. Chilaquiles. And it gives me the option to add an egg. I'll throw the egg in. Oh. Um, I mean, this is death row here. You and then just and get then, about uh, anything right now. Well, in that case. <laughs> in that case. <laughs> but yeah, and for me, they got to be crunchy. They can't yes. be too soggy. Soggy, yeah. Uh, yes. I agree with that. Unless, unless it's it's you know, it's a talent to make chilaquiles yeah. that are crispy but mm-hmm. yet still melt under the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a simple meal, but yeah. like like our pilsner or our pale ale, you know, the, the simple recipes are the ones that require the most attention. Yeah. There you go, man. Because people the, have high expectations for them. I think so. Yeah. Oh. Carter, well, thank you again for coming on. We do appreciate that. Appreciate the beer as well. Okay. And um, I don't think we got the address. You said the, the Bank of America building. What's the physical address? On the address? corner of Greenleaf and Philadelphia. It's okay. 13002 Philadelphia Street in Whittier. October 1st, right? We're opening. Uh, <laughs> you. Hopefully. Like that. I doubt it. Fall but, of 2019. Um, yeah, I, I stopped giving dates a while ago yeah. because it'll be open when it's postponed. open. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way it goes. People, you know, when you start developing, you'll learn yeah. your lessons. It always all overruns. It always yeah. goes over budget. It's always yeah. difficult, but we're getting close. Yeah. So, awesome. well, great. We'll have we'll have to uh, bookmark it for the next one when, when you're finally up and running, and uh, hopefully we could do one where uh, we're doing on we're recording you from behind the kitchen. Oh, while while we're working during our yeah, chop, yeah. making chilaquiles. There you go. Oh, um, yeah. Pescado with I don't maybe mojo de ajo. I have no idea what mm. you're doing. Mojarra frita. Gonna, I think it was mojarra yeah, frita. We'll have to get that recipe from Martin. He's simple. And, and, yeah, and no, we're not going to do avocado. No, don't do avocado. Well, only, I, I mean, if we, had, if we made some spiked seltzer here and some avocado toast. Oh, wow, toast, don't even go there. You're, you're talking to brewers. No, so, and we're, you know. But our new question is, what is your favorite uh, memory about Whittier? Wow. He's like, I don't want to remember. <laughs> no, I mean. He goes, yes, last night. <laughs> so about Whittier or in yeah, Whittier. Yeah, your favorite that's Whittier kind of memory. Personal. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, there was yeah, a lot of true. parties at the house. <laughs> 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 no, 
Nellis, when I was right. a bachelor. So you know, we got, we got to maybe we got to change it to what was your what was your best experience or what do you what was your best what do you remember best in this space? Because at some point you had to get into Sage or, or not what's um, Ibiza Ibiza Cues. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, I, I actually never Sticks. came. So I was so never weird. a nightclub guy. I never came here. Mm-hmm. No, I was. Uh, I grew up basically a fisherman. Yeah. So my weekends were spent in Rosarito yeah. and on the docks and doing all the fishing. I never did the, the clubbing thing. Never did so, the unfortunately, I don't have any stories about that. But my best... I don't know. I think there are a number of them. So I love my compatriots in the industry here in Whittier. You know, Chef Tony and Nicomi and Arroyo and JC. And I love going to their restaurants. Uh, Mike Kekchoff from the 40. Mm -hmm. I love going to their places and eating their food and talking with them and just sharing a beer. And I think that's one of the things that I very much appreciate about our community. You know, that we can just get together and enjoy and talk and it, it keeps me excited about the industry it keeps me wanting to you know do new things and you know to keep coming in here i don't go to the west side i don't go to pasadena there's always something to do here yeah. Yeah, there's and a lot it's of good super people special here. so i appreciate mm-hmm. all those moments yeah yeah right. so there you go all right that's that's a nice way to end it, end it. Cardo, thanks again for coming on. We look forward to uh, the opening in the very near future. I look forward to the pizza, man. Oh, okay. That'll be <laughs> now I'm yeah. stuck. So Bye, Woody. We'll See you no, later, Woody. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.